Alrighty, as promised, we got another episode out. Uh, you know we had to do it with UFC 231. I mean, it was just such a magical card. Um, this time we don't have Emiliano, it's just Olin and I, but still a nice quick discussion. I hope you enjoy it. Boys. boys, yeah, we are back uh, again. We said we were only going to do like an episode every two or so weeks, but when a when a fight card like last night happens, you don't waste time. You got to record something. You have to. It was magic. It was magic, <laughs> yeah. man. It was beautiful. It's beautiful. The whole thing. Um, so yeah, basically, uh, beautiful, beautiful fight action. We'll go ahead and start. We're just going to go over. Just a, a very select few from the undercard, and then we're going to dive right into the main card. Mm-hmm. So uh, we'll start right at the bottom. Uh, one of the first standout fights to me. Personally, I was excited to see Diego Lima fight Chad LaPriest. Um, LaPriest always looks really good to me. Diego Lima has been really trying to kind of find his groove in the UFC. And, um, man, looks like he found it. Yeah. That, that knockout was nasty. A uh, minute 37 seconds in, he just floored him. Um, just a really, really nice, clean shot. The priest was constantly putting on the pressure, and uh, Lima saw that he was putting on the pressure, looked for openings when he was putting on the pressure, waited for him to move in, and just got him with a really, really classic counter. Yeah, the timing. Timing's everything. The timing well, on that shot. That's a big part. <laughs> it was, it's a huge part. Timing's oh, yeah. a huge part. Um. Yeah. You anything else to add to that? Oh no, man. It was. I think you summed it up perfectly, man. It's he was finding his holes and, or you know, timing like all right, he's doing this. I I got an opening there, and it was just beautiful, man. It's good stuff. Yeah. Great. Great fight. Oh yeah. Um. The next fight that we'll definitely go over will be Brad Katona versus Matthew Lopez. We can't not talk about that fight. Um, Brad Katona is a monster. Superman shows people you can definitely be Clark Kent and Superman. Um, kid's a beast. I, I knew he was going to be a beast as soon as I saw him on Ultimate Fighter. Uh, and in that fight, he really showcased kind of everything he's been learning, everything he's uh, been growing in the gym. And he looked really sharp and really polished in there. And I know you... You probably have a question about something along uh, about the fight. Oh yeah, I mean, well, for for starters, first, um, you know, my memory isn't the best, but he was pretty. I mean, it was pretty damn dominant, right? Yeah. And it was like yeah, really, really dominant performance. One of the judges kind of tried to give it to uh, to Lopez, and um, I believe even Joe Rogan was kind of confused. Like, man, it was pretty clear. Uh, but the question was, uh, how do you feel about that being a decision and not a not a chokeout? So he choked him out. He Matthew uh, Lopez went unconscious, yeah. but he went unconscious at the very last second. So I don't think that it should have been stopped. Um, however, the fact that they did see on the replay that he did go unconscious, like the ref can make up his mind on that afterwards, after the fact, as long as he does it before it's announced, right? Um, so the ref very well could have said, hey, it was a submission finish. He went out which would have been the accurate call at uh, 4 minutes and 59 seconds of the final round. But he didn't. 
I mean, this is also the same ref that allowed illegal knees to go through how many times in a oh, previous fight? At least five to six, I'd say. I, I, I counted six, I think. So, yeah. Yeah. Same ref. Now, um, oh, sorry. No, go ahead. So it was within the bell because I thought it was right at the bell he was out. So I was like, I can kind of, I, I can see it. I, I think it was but... right at the last second as yeah. it was, as the bell was like, if it wasn't already ringing, it was as the ring he went. Okay, so yeah, I'm not too mad at it then. I mean, because look, that's what I love about it still being an actual ref instead of robots or or replay. We just go straight off the replay, the human error, the yeah. human element of it. Um, so look, the ref didn't call it. Dude was still clearly dominant. He's still gonna be yeah. praised for he still it. Still got the win. That's all that really matters. Yeah, because look, you figure, what's it gonna change if they're like, yeah, no, he, he submitted him. I mean, I guess it looks better for it to be a finish, but sure. Sure. When when you have everyone watching, and it's that dominant, hey, good on you either which way. And he, yeah, no, exactly. I, I don't recall him getting stunned, wobbled, anything like that. Which is a great fight for him. So he looked fantastic. Yeah, don't hang your head on too much on that. Go celebrate, have a good ass time. Honestly, like this, uh, this might get some heat, but realistically, I think give the kid a year or two, and mm-hmm. he might be ready for somebody like a Cody Garbrandt or a TJ Dillashaw at bantamweight. Ooh, hey, he was. He was good. He looked I'm, really good. He had really, really, really fast hands. He was constantly doing the right things. Yeah, circling away from the power hand, um, circling in with his own, uh, his own shots, and then backing out of the line, so or backing out of the line of fire, so to see. So, I mean, I don't know. He looked great. So the next fight that we wanted to go over is Elias Theodoro versus Eric, your boy Anders. Uh, definitely have to talk about that guy a little bit. Um. Yeah, man. Uh, I actually want to hear your take on the fight. You watched that fight as well, right? It was one of those ones I was in and out, but I love oh, Theodoro's movement. Man, his he's his so in and awkward out. with his movement, and I think that's why I really like him. Yeah, and that he, Perth sponsorship. <laughs> that Perth sponsorship. He, I, I like that he's like constantly twitching with his movement, like yeah. really weird, throwing really like weird shots, like. They don't necessarily all have to hurt you, right? No. Some of them are just pepper. Some of them are just to sting you. Some of them are just to make you react to see what your reaction is. That way they can come in with the next yeah. one and do damage. Um, and I really, really like seeing all of that from him. And, yeah, I'm really interested to see what his next fight is. Give him somebody like a Derek Brunson. Yeah, hey, I've said it before. Uh, one of my favorite fights, if not my favorite fight, is Nick Diaz uh, versus Gomi, where he was just like peppering him, peppering him, and then the sneak, you know, oh, yeah. the sneak power. So, and it was similar to that. I see it very, very similar. And uh, and from what I saw too, his his cardio holds up. He can oh, he's got a, he he's got a all, killer all gas. I mean, I know it was only three, but he looked prime. No, but honestly, three. I feel like he could easily go five rounds with the way that he fights. Yeah. Just be, like like you said, like his gas tank didn't look bad at all. He looked like he was super fresh by the end of the fight. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I mean the, yeah. the kid's a monster. Oh yeah, and I mean, shout out to Eric Anders too. I mean, I know he was, you know, not a lifelong martial artist, but he he's man, he holds his he's own as well. He's a beast. I like Eric Anders. I think he's a really great guy. That's actually why uh, I was really looking forward to that fight specifically, mm-hmm. is because unlike a lot of the other fights where I'm just like, not necessarily like I always dislike one guy in the fight, but Typically, there's somebody in the fight that I like more than the other. Oh, yeah. Have some kind of connection to, right, that I'm pulling for. So it makes it fun. Yeah. But it's, I don't know, there's a different kind of uh, entertainment factor whenever you like both guys. So uh, you're not necessarily pulling for one or the other, right? Like, and I really like both guys. Like, I've liked Elias for a, a lot longer because I saw him in Ultimate Fighter uh, Nations, and that was fun. 
they call him like all the Australians were calling him Buzz Lightyear because of his square jaw. This is a model. <laughs> uh, uh, and then Eric Anders, you know, he just kind of burst onto the scene, and I mean, his nickname's your boy. How can you not like that guy? Yeah, you... <laughs> he's your boy. <laughs> so um, yeah, man, shout out to both of those fighters. They oh, yeah. put on a heck of a show. And may the future be bright for him. One hundred percent, yes, sir. You want to bump up to the main now? Definitely bump up to the main. Take us away. Oh, man. Tiago Santos coming up to light heavyweight. My goodness. And uh, that was his first fight. That was Tiago Santos' first fight at light heavyweight. It's his debut. Hey, what a debut. Man. I I mean, you've you've been to the house before. You know how we do for for the fights. Mm -hmm. Put a shot on the the main card fights. Let me tell you – I had a newcomer, UFC newcomer over at the house, and he trusted me, and he put a shot on Jimmy Manawa with me, and we both did a shot together after that fight because be damned if he got knocked the heck out, bro. You, you want to know something funny? Is uh, Right before that started, uh, someone on Facebook was saying, oh, Santos first round. I was like, oh, yeah, because <laughs> I was like, Jimmy's chin has been a little suspect, and then that shit happens. <laughs> I'm like, well, I'm a liar. I don't know what I'm talking about. <laughs> I mean, that of course, a, you know, he went on to lose, but fight. I mean, it was an insane fight. It held yeah. up for a minute there. Well, Good Lord. He was taking f- big shots. He was taking big shots. Oh, yeah. Almost the end of the second round, he lasted taking just shot after shot, delivering yeah, shot just, after shot. It was crazy. Probably one of, the, one of the best openings to a main card I've seen in a long time. In a long while. A long yes, time, sir. For sure. Completely agree. Completely agree. Um, so, yeah. As far as that fight goes, great fight. I think. That's uh, congrats on Tiago Santos. Yeah. For for winning the fight at light heavyweight and oh, making yeah. debut, and congrats even more for the fans because I think we're the ones that really won that fight. Oh yeah, that's one of those bittersweet fights. Amazing for us, but oh my god, I feel sorry for them. <laughs> oh man, they're both having a headache right now. Like, tip my hat to you guys. Oh yeah, that dude. Was I could. Ooh, that was a show. Um, <laughs> The next one, I'm I'm gonna be that guy, uh, Hakeem Dawadu and Kyle Bosniak, both up and comers, um, found their way onto the main card pay per view event. Good for them. I kind of tuned out for that fight a little bit. Ah, uh, it was pretty. I did. It was it was I a did. pretty pretty display for Hakeem. Yeah, he, it was he was nice with it. Why don't, why don't you tell us about it? Well, he, I mean, he was just, <laughs> the Kyle's known wrestling. He, he was, mm-hmm. dude, he was neutralizing it beautifully. He was, I mean, he wasn't, didn't seem like he was damaging him too much per se, but it was the in and out movement, almost like uh, Theodoro to where he's hitting you, he's out of the gotcha. way, he's hitting you. His technique was just sharp. Uh, he's fighting he, very smart. He's at home with the big lights. Like, as you said, you're kind of tuned out. But he shined to me under the bright lights. I mean, his uh, takedown That's defenses awesome. were good. If he got taken down, he's up rather quickly, and he was just—he put it on Kyle for sure, which was a surprise, honestly, to me. Only because I—I I never really heard of Hakeem to be completely honest with you. Same. So, I never heard of him either, and I thought Kyle was just going to run through him. Yeah. Uh, I, if anything, when I heard the decisions. I was kind of like, wait, oh, oh, that happened. They yeah. Go back I mean, if, if anything, I didn't think. Uh, you know, Kyle could get him with the striking, but I thought for sure at least the wrestling. But no, for I, sure, Kyle's a killer wrestler. Yeah. You know what? And now that I think about it, I'm sorry. I meant as far as the Joe Rogan saying the unanimous, it wasn't the 
the fight I said it was this one where he's like I don't get why you know it was a split this was clear dominance in every single gotcha. way you know form of the word so my my apologies on that but that's how beautiful no that worries. fight was so uh, oh, personally yeah. I, I thought you were just talking uh just jumping back to the other one in your defense I thought you were talking about the fact that in the other one there were 29 28 uh, two of those scorecards even though it was a unanimous decision yeah I think it should have been like all 29 27 or 30 27 realistically word damn yeah, so damn. in your defense i don't know oh we good we good um, we're so doing an yeah. impromptu recording so <laughs> what's that we're doing an impromptu recording so i'm a little slow like oh wait we're supposed to do this next week but we had to do this so we good no we had to do this now we had to do this wires now. fucking no up and everything <laughs> screw it we'll figure it out we'll edit we'll edit some stuff out oh Clever yeah editing oh yeah um get some training so, in. yeah uh, jumping right into the next one, uh, Gunnar Nelson, man, Gunny's back. Yeah, came in against uh, Alex Oliveira, the cowboy, um, aka I'm gonna be that guy. Put him on blast, aka the cheater. Ooh, cheats every single fight I've seen him in. Yeah, grabs the fence, grabs shorts. Um, in between the first and second round, they poured a ton of water on his hair. And head, and then they barely toweled off his chest. As soon as the round started, water's just pouring down onto his chest. Damn. He's going against a submission artist. Like, why else would you do that? You're trying to slip out of stuff. Yeah. Um, but I mean, he could have put, he could have had three guys rubbing Vaseline all across his body, and I think Gunny still would have found a way to submission. Oh, to yeah. Submit him, to submit him. I can't yeah. talk. Well, I mean, those elbows, man. Like, I think he even said it in there, man. He was all bloody, so he got slippery, but he still got in there and got the lock. So yeah, and that's the thing is Gunner's uh he's got really underrated. I mean his, his jujitsu is something that everybody's like, oh yeah, Gunner Nelson he's a he's a really classically trained like jujitsu artist. He's got really strong jujitsu. Yeah. But his his striking is really unorthodox and it's really underrated. He has a very similar striking style to Conor McGregor, but um he's like a he's like a Conor McGregor striking style with a slice of humble pie you know what i mean like oh yeah, he's not so cocky and arrogant with it as connor is or i mean maybe he's just not as confident as connor is but he has that weird kind of open stance where he can come in and throw really weird unorthodox strikes and, and kind of catch you in these weird angles hey i liked what i saw from him for sure yeah, he's one I, of those guys honestly, that kind of went under the radar for me to be completely honest with you but with the weird weird enough about it, every time I heard his name, I was like, "Oh, I fucking love that guy." Couldn't even really explain it to be a hundred percent honest with you. I think it a was lot just, of people are that way. He just he he has a really nice demeanor about him. Yeah. Like he always seems like a good guy. Yeah, for sure. He's very likable. Yes, indeed. Yeah. Um, moving past that, congrats, Gunner. Can't wait to see your next fight. Um, I personally want to see him get somebody higher ranked on the ladder. See what he see what he has then. Well, uh, Alex was even saying in the in the little uh, promo, he's like, "Man, I'm yeah. not a stepping stone." So hey, maybe he is. So hopefully, Gunner does get something uh, something higher I hope up so. in rankings. And he deserves it. I feel. I mean, yeah. he's yeah. I think he's I think he's a great guy, and a great fighter. Um, he's still got a lot more to show. But uh, moving it, into the next one. Oh yeah, go ahead. sorry. What's up? What's up? Say, no, isn't he a training partner of Connor? Now that you bring yeah, him up there with that, okay. He is. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Just a little side note. So that striking makes sense. That striking makes sense then. Definitely, definitely. <laughs> Take us to the main uh, or co-main. My fault. So the co-main event, Valentina Shevchenko, going against uh, her her rival, Joanna mm-hmm. Young Chekchik. That was a great fight. That was a great fight. Um, it wasn't a great fight in the fact that 
oh man, I wonder which way this is going to go. Right. Um, it was, however, a really great fight and the factor of, wow, can this girl last all 25 minutes? Can this girl find a way to, to turn this fight around and do something to, to really put a marker on the, on the judges scorecards? Yeah. And it was, um, it was a testament to both fighters. It was a testament to Valentina Shevchenko and just how well she's transitioned back into this 125 pound weight class that she used to fight in in Muay Thai, as well as how much, how much her striking has grown since the last time they fought. That's, that's what it speaks to, to, you know, Valentina and for Joanna, just man. God, how much heart she has as a fighter, man. Insane. Dude, like her drive is to me one of one of the best if not the best male or female because even in like post, even in post fight she's like look i do want to at least go down one more time you know 115 because they do that's hanging over her head her drive to just prove herself to whether she's just yeah, doing it like for she, herself or to for somebody that drive is insane and i i can't help but respect that man even i mean valentina was insane in my in my opinion she reminded me sort of her efficiency was kind of like woodley's She's explosive but efficient. And 100%. Because, you know, at, at times they were kind of questioning Valentina's uh, cardio in that fight. But I was like, no, she doesn't seem to be dragging or anything like that to me. Yeah, I was like, dude, she's just – now she's picking. All right, you know, because she saw that Joanna was coming in heavier. So, you know, she kind of – or not heavier, harder. Uh, so she kind of backed up – not backed up but relaxed a little bit to, all right, let me get some timing. Let me get some counters. And, dude, her explosiveness, her strength. It, yeah, I mean, it reminds me a little – Mini me Woodley. Yeah, she's like uh, her her efficiency and her her fight IQ are very Woodley like, mm-hmm. but her fight style is very very Muay Thai. Like she's oh yeah 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 very for classic sure. Muay Thai, almost Buaka like the way that she finishes everything with a leg kick or finishes everything yeah. with like a quick sharp knee to the body or something. You know what I mean? Like I'm not mad at her and, spinning attacks too. Oh, her spinning attacks are just absolutely beautiful. <laughs> No setup at all. Oh. Joe Rogan was probably like getting chills every time she'd throw that spinning back kick. Right. <laughs> He's like, oh, that's so good. <laughs> There's no setup. Was, you can't even see it coming. Really? Like, there was no setup. Oh, yeah. There was no setup. There was no click. There was no, like, thinking. It was, yeah, just absolutely stunning performance by Valentina. Yeah. And I can't wait to see what she does to the rest of the division. I, you think that's hers, like a little, like another uh, Mighty Mouse, but um, I forget. Is Tatiana Suarez in that oh. division, or is she one fifteen? Oh shit, that's right. Uh, let me look that up real quick. I think she's one twenty five. I think she's one twenty five. If she's one twenty five, that's the fight. To oh yeah, you if, think right away? Tatiana, or... one more fight, and then give her Valentina, and then let's see how that turns out. Otherwise, I don't think there's a lot of uh, a lot of people in that division that give Valentina that trouble. To be honest, yeah. Uh, so while I'm looking this up, let's side sidebar back to Joanna though. What do you think's next for her? She's in a weird, 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 weird predicament, in my opinion, man. She's in a weird way. Um, this is, I think, in the trend of the UFC. I think. Like she's almost a legend at this point, yeah, because of what she's done for herself and for the UFC for the for the uh, one fifteen division, right? Right. At this point, following following suit the way they have been, they feed her to an up and comer, either at one fifteen or one twenty five. Yeah, almost like her, like at one twenty five, give her to like a KGB. Ooh, ooh, 
Be a fun fight. Dang. I'm not mad Be a fun fight. That. Yeah. <laughs> Suarez is 115 for the record. At least oh. on sure dog. No, she is 115. She is 115. God dang it. She is she's little she could be, man. She uh You think she could take Rose? I think she I think she I think that's a fun fight. <laughs> I don't want to say that I think she I think she I think she can. I think it's an interesting matchup that wrestler versus jiu-jitsu. Oh, dude. I forgot KGB is uh is fighting my girl Jessica Rose Clark. Shout out. That's uh sorry, is that 125? Uh 135. 125. Yeah, 125. Yeah, dude. dude. Oh man. Let's see how that turns out and Ooh. maybe maybe if uh KGB wins that fight Maybe Yoani and Chechik stays at 125 and fights KGB. Oh, that would be dope. And hey, let's look. see, let's see who reaps the benefits of that fight. I gotta support Jesse Jess, but ah, man, I don't know. I don't know how that's gonna play out, to be honest. Uh, you know, I gotta go with my girl Andrea KGB Lee. Yeah, I think she's gonna take that fight, but we'll see. We'll see. When is that? That's coming up, yeah. The 15th. Oh boy, that's next weekend. Yes, sir. That's oh, real yeah. soon. Oh hell yeah. I'm excited for that now. I'm excited for that too. <laughs> All right, man. Well, I mean, uh, congrats to the ladies. That's a that's a fun couple of divisions, and uh, moving right into the next, Max Holloway, little goat. <laughs> what can be said about that, man? Man, that little Hawaiian mountain goat, bruh. Gosh. Uh, for ah, for starters. That yesterday definitely confirmed that I really just think he just had uh, too many weight cuts or camps back to back trying to make that that could be fight, dude. Because it's here's woo. here's the issue. Here's the thing. They came down on him with all that crap right after he tried to make weight on short notice for a Khabib fight. Yeah. Sorry, pardon me. Do you remember what he said uh, in his last post fight speech after or right before that fight? I do not. He said he was going to take some time off and enjoy some time with his son, I thought, and said that he was going to take him to Disneyland. So he went to Disneyland and went on this long, like over a week long vacation, was just going out, having fun with his kid, with his family, not training. So he had blown up more than he had ever blown up in his fight uh, experience. And then they tell him, hey, here's this guy that's the most dominant lightweight we've ever seen. Want to fight him on short notice? And he tried to push his body to that point of weight cutting Yeah. after blowing up more than he ever had while trying to keep on enough muscle to compete with this guy who fought Bear Scroll. Damn. So you got to think that's not going to work. Oh, yeah. No. And no. that it's going to have pretty negative repercussions. On- yeah. And no one was talking about that, man. Like, why me would they? Me with why the would they? Because memory. it wouldn't be drama. Yeah. Me with the horrible memory. I'm like, dude, wait. He had like crazy weight cuts back to back, short notice. But that aside, let's talk about the fight, though. The more important part of it. Let's, I mean, you know what? Weight cut drama soap opera aside, <laughs> Max Holloway versus Brian Ortega. Bruh. It was, it was very reminiscent of when he, when he took down uh, – I think it was the second time he took down Jose Aldo. He, um, he had those moments where he said – he walked up to Joe Rogan. I think it was in between the second and third round right before he finished him. And he said, Joe, the man is tired. He looked at Joe and said, the man is tired. And then the very next round, he went there and he finished Jose Aldo. Hell yeah. And then this one, I literally, in the third round, I looked over at all the people here in the house and I'm like, 
He's going to finish it the next round. He's tired. And then he told him, hey, this one's. And he looks over at Joe and he's like, this round. I'm going to finish him this round. Man. Like he said, not the way he wanted to finish him, but man, he um he threw over 1,000 strikes in that fight, Max Holloway. Yeah. And he landed over 600 strikes <sighs> on Brian TCD Ortega. Now, a lot of those strikes were to the body and to the head. He's filthy. His, his level changes, man, as far for striking is insane. I didn't realize it was on that level, to be honest. Because, I mean, of course, I watched his last two fights with Jose. and I, uh, I literally just said the other day when we were chatting that I think he's one of the best strikers in dude. the UFC, not just in featherweight. I, I'd have to agree after that. It was it was ridiculous. And it, again, it was one of those reminiscent, or reminiscent of, uh, of Nick Diaz. I always go back to that because I love that style. It's not power. It's precision um, and volume, you know, and it's crazy, man. His cardio is insane. His accuracy is stupid. It, his oh. his heart, his chin, dude. Oh my god. Max is Max is the total package. Now, can I can I? I mean, because I always have to shout out my boys, my my Louisiana boys. Um, can I point something out to you that again you might be forgetting with your memory? Him and Poirier fought, and Poirier beat him. Poirier submitted him in three and a half minutes. Oh, I didn't know it was submission. Round one. Damn. Oh, that was yeah. his last loss, right? Or no, McGregor was his last loss. What's that? Was that his last loss, or was that McGregor was his last? McGregor was his last loss, I believe. Okay. Damn. Yeah. But that was forty-five, right? Yeah. With a depleted Poirier too. Damn. But so. again, again, like they say when people bring up McGregor, that was a completely different Max. Completely that different a, Max. But Poirier's only gotten better. True. That's a good point. And he's gotten better at a different weight class. Yeah. A healthier one. For him healthier. personally. I mean, I, I'm still thinking Max is healthy at 45. but I think Max should stay at 145. I think uh, Brian Ortega should stay at 145. Yeah. Um, the thing is, I don't want to sound like that guy or a casual or anything, but um, I think Brian T. City Ortega can stand to stay at 145, especially because he has that dad bod, right? That right there alone shows you that he has he has some some fat to lose. He can actually get a little bit more fit, switch nutritionists, and maybe change up his camp a little bit, and just be like a fine tuned machine. True. Yeah. Because look, I mean his his striking is good. He was. I love the way he mixes up the elbows, the crazy shit like that. The yeah, elbows uh, look nice. Oh yeah. He was he was working him. I mean, you can't say working. He was getting them in. I'd say that he was getting them in, but. Um, yeah, I mean, you can definitely tell as far as striking defense, he needs to figure something out there. That's what I was going to say. He He's like a not-as-good Diaz brother Ooh. with his defense. Ooh. He does a lot of rolling and like yeah. letting things kind of crash in on him, but moving with them or trying to move with them. But oftentimes he doesn't move off the line fast enough, so he still eats the shot. Yeah. And yeah. with somebody like um, – with most of the people that he's fought, he's able to do that and be okay. But even with Cub, he was eating shots. Uh, oh, with, yeah. With, with – uh, what's his name? Frankie, he was eating shots. And then last night, boy, he was eating shots. He had over 600 shots. Dude, that eye, that nose. The nose, the eye, everything was gross. <sighs> everything was gross. Yeah. So, realistically um, – 
what would you like to see next for Ortega and for Holloway? Either one first. Okay, so Holloway, I I would love to see him stay at forty five because I love the I love what he was saying um, about you know immediately I think Joe asked him about something like this like dude look a king has to protect his throne because then some other person's gonna come in and take it. he's like I'm at forty five like I'm healthy I'm good um, and and what he said about Jose to him is still the greatest ever at featherweight. He's like now at 31, 32, see what I have done in the division. And then we can talk from there. So I love his attitude. I agree wholeheartedly with him. Like, yeah. again, the, the weight problems were those crazy weight cuts. Um, yeah, it was back to back weight cuts. Yeah. So, I mean, we, cause especially basing off of this fight, he was a pound under or half a pound under yeah, and healthy, as healthy as healthy. ever. Beautiful yeah. in there. So, I mean, that that was probably as perfect as he can be for a fight. And, uh, yeah, I, I want to see him stay there. Um, as far as who's next, definitely not Ortega again. That was no way. Ne- no. So then no. who would he kind of go against? Jose? No. So, I mean, there's not much for him to do there except just stack oh, no, up the, the defenses. There is? Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> okay just like that yeah um i mean there's there's definitely stuff for him to do there i think i think the next fight for him would be hinato uh carnero or hinato moicano um that guy's 13 and one uh he's five and one in the ufc and he's ranked number four currently he's okay. the only one in top five rankings that hasn't fought for the belt yet um let alone against max yeah. Or, if you don't think he's necessarily proven himself, that's fine. Give him to Frankie Edgar. Let's see how that goes. And um, winner of that gets a title contender shot. Doesn't necessarily get the title. Yeah. Um, or, I mean, a title shot. And I think for Brian Ortega, like you said, I don't want to see him jump right back into it because he, he didn't earn that. It wasn't that close. No. <laughs> uh, so, for him, he needs a, another fight in between, at least one fight in between, to prove that he's ready for another shot at the belt. And to prove that he can change his skill set and grow his skill set for the reasons. What about Ortega, um, the guy you're just speaking of? No, <laughs> because their skill sets are too similar. Oh. And if I'm not mistaken, I think Ortega's his uh, one loss. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, Ortega actually submitted him already. Oh, word. Yeah, never mind that. That's his one loss in the UFC. Yeah. So realistically if that guy somehow goes and beats max holloway then it's a cinderella story for brian ortega to get a title shot right and that makes more sense for the ufc narrative um so for me who does brian fight next which is like i'm sure what you're wondering like i want i want to see yeah i think chad mendez oh yeah i think chad mendez is back he knocked a guy out super quick he beat miles jury who before that looked pretty darn good at the weight class um and yeah, literally, he's Chad Mendez has pretty much only lost. Um, I mean, in the last couple of years, right, to Frankie Edgar and Conor McGregor. Conor, yeah, yeah, and that was short notice with McGregor. And he would have beat McGregor if he had a full camp. Oh yeah, I wholeheartedly believe that. Yeah, yeah. Damn. So there's definitely stuff. Yeah, for <laughs> sure. Hey, no, I mean, because look, even at the very least, if you know, say. Well, you know, there's not really a selection for Max. His focus is is becoming the greatest featherweight of all time. So even if he just stacks the numbers and defenses up, there you go. You know what I'm saying? He's already at what five years. 
him to keep fighting. He's already at five years, right? Yeah. Or is it five years undefeated? Because he wasn't champ for five years, right? Or no, I think he's only been champ for three years. Three years. So, yeah, I mean, look, stack up your defenses, stack up the years as a champ, and, and then move on maybe later in your career if you want, or, or not even, dude. Like, it's not that important to to have the multiple belts other than just for the well i mean you want the money so that's pretty important but i mean as far as a legacy for your division you got to stay in your division defend and then so you're you mean to tell me oh well he's not good with the weight cut but so you want him to bounce between two different divisions because why would he just abandon his division he's dominating and still can make the weight cut it doesn't make sense to me doesn't make sense at all doesn't make sense at all to abandon that if if it's working yeah um and like you said, like there's plenty of people from to keep stacking on his resume. Like, uh, Yair Rodriguez, the guy has only oh, lost once in the UFC. Oh, and Zabi lost to Frankie Edgar. Yeah. What if now that he won his last fight, they're like, hey, do you want to redeem yourself against your only loss by Frankie Edgar? If you win, we give you a title shot. Yeah. Damn. Because that would be number seven fighting number three. That's yeah. no worse than number five beating number ten and getting a title shot, i.e., Conor McGregor. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> People forget about that I little mean, tidbit. It's like, wait, who is this guy you beat to get a title shot? What the hell? And I mean, like, realistically, like, it's just a, it's kind of a look, an overlooked division. Like, you, you have so much, so many people that are still, like, not only legends, like your Cub Swansons, your Frankie Edgars, your Chan Sung Jung, the Korean Zombies, right? And your Chad Mendez is even. But you also have these up and comers, these new guys. You have your Ricardo Lamas. You have your Josh Emmett, who's only lost twice. Like, See, there's a lot of guys in that right. division. I've clearly overlooked it because I forgot Zabit and uh, Yair were in that division. <laughs> I was thinking Zabit for some reason they're lightweight. Two more fights from him and he can have a bell shot. Oh, dude, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Maybe now that Yair actually feels good about himself and has a win, maybe he dodges that Zabit fight one more time, but Zabit fights somebody that's top five or top ten and then skyrockets up the rankings. Then Yair has to fight him. Yeah. Maybe they promise winner of that a title contender shot or a title shot. Yeah. There's a lot that they could do with that with that weight class if they really want to, to be honest. And I would love to see Max versus any one of those. Anyone oh, and 100%. all. Let me clarify that. Any and all of them. <laughs> any and all of them. Any and all. Bring them all on. I just, dude, I mean, I've great new love for that dude because uh, as he was saying, he was like eating it up, you know, like talking to Ortega. And he's like looking around. He's like, then I see my son. And my son's like, dude, pay attention to Ortega. He's like, oh, yep. And then I got focused and started weeping with him again. <laughs> And then uh, Joe Rogan's like, yo, uh, you were the underdog. Like, how do you feel about that? Blah, blah, blah. He's like, oh, that just means my fans got rich, too. It's the blessed era, baby. <laughs> blessed era, baby. The blessed express. Yeah. <laughs> He's freaking great. I, I love Max's attitude. Oh, yeah. And, yeah, just total Islander mentality, man. He's a great guy. He's fucking awesome. He's great. He's yeah. like. He's fucking awesome. Oh, man. Oh, man, yeah. Yeah, I want to see him fight again soon. <laughs> oh yeah, 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 yeah. What, what's for December, January, February, March, April or so maybe? I'd say March. Give him a little bit more than that. Give him March like is five, before April, isn't it? Oh, sorry, May, May, May. <laughs> there you go. It's gonna be. I was like, May. wait. I was like, I had to finger count the months, man. Come on, I thought I counted right. <laughs> Did I carry the wrong one? What happened? Divide the two. <laughs> Oh man, yeah. So overall, down there's fire. Would you uh, say where would you rank that? this card 
for pound for pound greatest cards of all time. Of all time? That's a tough question. That's a really tough question. It's up there. It's definitely top 10. Oh, yeah. Easy. Easy top 10. It's just, you know, they don't stack cards with names on these ones for a reason, you know? But then they just turn out to be so awesome. It's like, man, I it's the same for the pound for pound. You're, it's your competition on one hand, like who you're facing, who's on there. But at the same yeah. time, it's like if every single fight is a banger, how could it not be up there, dude? This was amazing, you know? Whereas, it was amazing. I mean, because, you know, what was it? UFC 100 was pretty goddamn epic. Yeah. So it's like how does that rate when you have like pretty much from top to bottom great names? But like I said, dude, it was just this card was something else. Yeah, like there's, I mean, like, there's a lot of cards that are just like – you watch them, and you get so hyped going into it, and they're lackluster. And then there's, like, my girlfriend always tells me she's like, you know, oh yeah, what fights are you excited about? And I'll say, I and mean, she'll be like, what's on the undercard? And I'll read off what's on the undercard, and she'll be like, okay, cool. And uh, she jokes that like she'll go out of town for the weekend and come back, and she'll hear me talking more about the fights that I barely mentioned leading up to things, <laughs> than about the fights I was super excited about because, I mean, oftentimes those are the guys that aren't making a lot of money. Those young yeah and they're going in there to put on a show man they're going in there to kill somebody oh yeah Get that money <laughs> they want that 50 g's baby they got they want that 50 g's baby <laughs> yeah no that's a it's that's a real thing you see these guys really just going in there and fighting a different fight for sure like here's the beats and then some yeah. of them never lose the hunger like you have khabib that just no matter like from his very first fight to his very last fight he he just goes in there and breaks people since you, since you mentioned him, um, have you heard anything about what's going on with him? Dana in the post fight, or uh, I think it was a post fight interview. He wasn't. He was just saying they're waiting on actions for both him and Connor. So I know they they rescheduled the court the court date. So I don't think anything's happened. Oh wow! Okay, they pushed it back. Yeah, I want to see that guy in there again. Same, same. I think uh, the last thing I saw on it was like Dana was speaking out for him, like in his defense, saying really? if they give him any more any any more than like a year. Uh, suspension, then it's it's uh, crooked or it's robbery or something. Really? Fuck yeah. yeah. That makes me happy. I didn't think he would. Hell yeah. 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 I think after after seeing everything boil over and stuff, he was just like, you know, this guy's such a great fighter and honestly, he doesn't really deserve to be punished wow. too severely for what happened. Right in hindsight. Man. Yeah. Good for him. Good on him. I was super impressed like with that response myself. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Fuck yeah. So yeah, man. Um... So the next episode were, I mean, realistically, this one was kind of like an month off because of the pay-per-view. Yeah. So we'll probably possibly end up recording another one next week. We'll, we'll see how editing goes and stuff. If not, we'll definitely um, do like a quick recording after the fights, go over some things for, for the fans, for you guys. And uh, yeah, if we don't release it right after, then we'll compile that with the following week that we record and just Sweet. do like a, a nice little supercut episode. Word, word. Dope. So, uh, we out. We demo boys signing off. And we hope you guys enjoyed. Look forward to the next episode. And man, what another good night of good fights. Love you, Max. (laughs) Love you, Max. (laughs) We love you. Uh, Blessed. (laughs) All right. Later, bro. Later, man.